Good morning, everybody. I'm Bobby Burt, your host. This is On Texas Football uh, with Justin Wells of Inside Texas. Justin, the Longhorns, number 11, go into Tuscaloosa, take down the Tide 34-24 in a decisive win uh, after taking a 13-3 lead. The Crimson Tide scored 13 unanswered points. And the story of the game, Longhorns outscore the Crimson Tide in the fourth quarter, 21-8. to I mean, they owned the fourth quarter on Saturday night. Bobby. Wow. <laughs> I agree. You know, I had written in our round table that I felt like it was going to be very, the game was going to be very similar to, to last year's, very low scoring, one, one possession type game. Bobby, you know, it, it's hard to wrap around. It's hard to wrap around because it's hard. You just don't see a, a team go into Alabama and be more physical. You know what was the biggest thing to me? That seven-minute drive to end the game. That last drive when you know, okay, it's different clock rules. It's di- Now you have to run and create for, and generate first downs and move the chains. This is part of a winning program. That's how you win games is you have to close them out. Texas was great last year at getting, you know, if they had a big enough lead, but in those fourth quarters, they weren't finishing. Last night was the definition of finishing. It was such a good game. If you weren't a fan of either team, for the first three quarters, you loved that game. It was it was quintessential college football at its best. But – Man, that fourth quarter was all Texas, like you said, 21 to 8. Um, the yardage was ridiculous. The contrast was crazy. And the fact, I think Texas got confident more and more and more. And, um, Bobby, there, there's a lot we can talk about, man. Uh, I'll, I'll start, start with this. I know. I, I, I agree with you. So, uh, the drive of the game uh, was probably the after Alabama had taken the lead, Texas comes back with a three-play touchdown drive. It's actually a four-play touchdown drive. If you include the, the pass interference that, right. that was drawn for an additional 15, that put Texas back on top to start the fourth quarter. Then Jaron Thompson steps in front of a Jalen Milrow pass. Uh, Texas scores on the very next play. That was a 14-point swing. Even though then Alabama comes back with Jalen Milrow, scores on a longer drive, six-play drive, Uh, Gets the two-point conversion, puts them back within one score. Texas then goes back down, seven plays, 75 yards, touchdown. Next possession for Alabama, three and out. Ethan Burke, Anthony Hill, back-to-back sacks, ball game. Texas then ices it. You mentioned the run game uh, to close it out. That was a 12-play drive, seven minutes and 14 seconds, 34 yards, Got Jerry, all right, uh, Justin. Saban used three timeouts, and it was a seven-minute drive. Put that on. Uh, that Longhorns truly, when it mattered, that fourth quarter, twenty-one to eight over the Crimson Tide. All right, that was not the only thing that happened, though. Uh, let's let's be clear. Quinn Ewers, I, I got this down. A little bit of a metamorphosis for the sophomore from Southlake last night. Uh, 24 of 38, let me say the the numbers, 24 of 38, 349, three touchdowns. Most importantly, maybe, zero turnovers. Zero turnovers. How many pass attempts? 38, 38. 
Okay. 24 of 38. That's 184 consecutive passes without an interception. Yeah, that's big. You know, Bobby, Quinn, we, we wrote about it and talked about it all weekend. Every time we did shows, you know, Joe and I were even talking. In the live stream, we were talking, all right, what's the keys? You know, who's the big factor on offense? Quinn Ewers. Ewers was going to be the X factor if Texas was going to win this game. You took away a Bijan. You took away a Rashawn. You added some 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 flavor at wide receiver and a big freshman in C.J. Baxter who is going to only get better. Uh, I love how aggressive they were with him. You remember? he? They love how aggressive they were with him early. I thought that really kind of set the tone for his confidence as well. But give Quinn Ewers – I haven't seen him raise his voice. I hadn't heard him raise his voice till last night. I've known that kid since he was in ninth grade, and I have not heard him raise his voice like he did last night. That fire came out. You know what happened, Bobby? All the years of us covering him and us trying to explain how talented he was and how the arm talent and just the ability and just things of that sort, it all came to fruition. There was a whole lot of, wow, okay, Quinn may be that guy now. Oh, no, listen, Quinn's been that dude. He just needed to have the right amount of toys. He needed to have the experience. He needed the confidence. And Steve Sarkeesian was dialing it up. I I was going to say. Him and and, Sark and Quinn Ewers were the polar opposite of Dan Reeves and John Elway. It was simpatico. They were on the right wavelength. And Bobby, it showed. I I felt like the secret to the success because there, there's a lot of. I mean, look in this rapid reaction, we're going to cover a lot real quick in, in a short amount of time, no doubt. But I thought the secret to Quinn's success last night, other than you mentioned his talent and ability and kind of growing into it. Yeah, Sark's early game plan: get the ball out quick, get Quinn in rhythm, get Alabama thinking the ball is going to come out quick to maybe slow down that pass rush. Right. Quinn then in that third and fourth quarter, Justin started hitting more of the downfield shots. I mean, I you know the deep ball to Worthy and Mitchell were were well placed, well done balls, right? Yes. You know what else was coming out of your own end zone and hitting hitting Mitchell on that go route one on one and getting them out of bad field bad field position that could have been backed up, giving them all kinds of trouble there. Um, I thought Sark's game plan on offense was a thing of beauty because of the meld of it. It got Quinn going, yeah. and then he used Quinn's arm talent in the third and fourth quarter, in the fourth quarter uh, in particular, uh, just huge. And we mentioned Mitchell and Worthy. I'll tell you what, all offseason, Justin, you and I and everybody else on Inside Texas talked about one thing, and that's that JT Sanders may have fewer catches this year, but more yards. Five for 114. Yep. Five for 114 last night. Um, look, and that I'll just say this. They left some meat on the bone. Yes. Yes, they did. Yeah. And so those goal, numbers. Couple couple bad possessions where they were driving. You're right. And that that just shows you that they've got room to grow on. And I'll tell you something else. With you know, I was worried about the interior offensive line going into this. I thought DJ Campbell played better. I thought he played a lot better. I thought Cole Hudson was tremendous at right guard. He was kind of a, he was there a while in the second half. I thought that was big. So that interior line felt better than what we saw, uh, you know, against Rice. Um, I mean, Bobby, 
<laughs> it's just it's one of those things you just don't expect a team to go into Nick Saban's home at night and to handle him the way he did. You just don't. And I, I don't know if this is as much as how good Texas is or as, as much as how, you know, where Alabama's at. Honestly, I think it's both. I think we've seen a little bit of both. I think Texas has a lot. Look, we talked about this offseason had a ton of confidence going into this season. These coaches were sly in some regards of how how confident they were. And, you know, kind of they, they liked the, the deck of cards they were ha- handling. And so, so many factors. I like how you mentioned Ethan Burke and, and Anthony Hill. Listen, listen, they generated a pass rush. Without a, they did blitz, but without a blitz, that front four was getting. They were getting after it, and I thought that was huge too. Because I mean, they mixed it up a lot. Give PK credit. Keaton Crawford played a lot of ball in the second half at safety. Catalan came in late, back in late, but Crawford played some minutes. And um, I got to throw this in when Keaton Crawford stuffed Jamari and Miller. Understand those two, <laughs> those two kids grew up together. They yeah. both went to Tyler High. They both knew each other. Jamarian would actually talk to Keaton throughout his recruitment because Jamarian was obviously used to be a Texas commit. He would talk to Keaton throughout his recruitment. When Keaton came up and hit him, I sent that photo to Jamarian's mom. She's like, oh, it's like when they were kids. <laughs> and so there's just so many elements, man. Let, let's get after it. Yeah, absolutely. Keaton Crawford had, a, had not only that, uh, did he, I think he had five uh, tackles in the game uh, for Texas. He also had that tremendous punt coverage. Oh. Uh, also drew a, 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 a uh, I believe he's the one that drew uh, the penalty, the hold. Uh, it was a team victory. I think we can all say that. I mean, that they played defense together well as a team. Uh, and that is what led to the, to the victory. Uh, Anthony Hill, Ethan Burke, those guys, uh, tremendous games from the youngsters. That's a, that's a, a freshman and a sophomore uh longhorns are going to have a pass rush fellas colin simmons on the way in i don't you know good luck because <laughs> uh, it's going to be very real i want to i, I want to add this okay i want to add this uh i felt like the defensive front because we've kind of segued to the defensive front yeah murphy sweat i'm mentioning all of them by name because they deserve it byron murphy tavondre sweat alfred collins vernon broughton trill carter baron sorrell Justice Finkley, Jet Bush, Ethan Burke, Justin, they gave up big chunk plays in the run game in the first half. And other than a big run uh, on the uh, uh, quarterback draw coming out in the second half, they didn't give up another 10 plus run yard the rest of the game on that design quarterback run. They made some adjustments. Maybe it was PK. Maybe it was the players getting they, used to They the definitely made adjustments because McClellan. Was, was coming into a hole for the first first five or six series. Second half, they start – and if you notice, that's when Bama started rotating in other guys. I think we saw Williams. I can't remember if we yes. saw Justice Haynes. We saw a little bit of Jamarian Miller. And so you could tell that they were trying to kind of mix it up a little bit, but I think PK had found something. I can't wait to talk to Ian Boyd about some of the adjustments that Texas made the second half because that was a big thing going into this season, Bobby. Can Texas play a second-half game? Last year, five losses by one possession. Not finishing the game strong. This was the definition of finishing strong. Hey, I've got a couple things I want to go over here. 
Okay. Texas bend but don't break a little bit on defense, right? This this bend uh, but don't break. Jabenda, yeah. <laughs> hey, I want to say this. I want to say this because I want to go over this stat, Justin. Okay. Bama, uh, this one floored me. They only had one trip to the Texas red zone on Saturday night. Only one trip to the red zone. Scored two touchdowns. Only one trip to the red. That's that floors you, right? They scored twenty four points. Well, one yeah. of them was a touchdown from far away and then three field goals. I kept trying. Um, I was thinking about it. Yeah, goodness. absolutely. Uh, we talked about keys to the game for Texas. One of them we mentioned on Saturday morning, corral Jalen Milrow. Okay, so this is team defense we're talking about for Texas. Yeah. Corral Jalen Milrow, 14 of 27 for 255. He had a bunch of explosive passes because Texas was going to stop the run. Uh, he, he ended up with two touchdowns and two interceptions. And he only rushed for 44 yards on 15 attempts. Now, that's only three yards per rush, but sack yardage is included in that, right? Uh, Texas as a team, this was imp impressive. Five sacks, nine tackles for loss, Justin. Team defense. Who led? And, and you mentioned the safeties. Who do you think led the team in tackles yesterday? Anthony, on, in, Anthony Hill. No, Jalen Catalan, seven. <laughs> and he didn't play as much. I know, and he didn't play as much. Um, and I, that brings me to my next point, uh, and that's the impact of the portal players on the Texas roster right now. Where were they without A.D. Mitchell in this game? Where were they without Jalen Catalan in this game? Gavin Holmes contributed. Trill Carter contributed. Special teams. Ryan Sanborn, three punts, averaged 50 yards a boot. How important is field position in a game like that? Two heavyweights, number three versus number 11. I mean, I, I tell you what, we, we talked at the post game. Texas may have won all three phases of the game against the number three team in the country. You agree with that statement? I do. I do, and 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 I remember. I believe I think it was Herb Street that had talked about uh, when, when, uh, the, earlier this week with with the Texas Beats. I know Joe Cook had some had a story on it. He had talked about if Texas can come out of this game as a plus one, just imagine how much of an advantage where they're going on the road, hostile environment, atmosphere, and and they did. I believe it was plus two. I want to say it was plus turnovers. Two, yeah. two turnovers are done. Absolutely. So if you were doing about one, plus one. You, you are going to put yourself in a good position. So all the details that coaches dr drive on, the little things here, punt yardage, you know, penalties, things of that sort, Texas played like a disciplined team. They played like a team that had been prepping for Alabama for about nine months. <laughs> and, and, they, and they executed for sure on Saturday night. Hey, Justin, I want to come back to something you said. First, I want to say thank you to our sponsor of the each and every – Weekend's re, uh, rapid reaction. That's Adam Lowy of the Lowy Law Firm. If you've been injured in a car wreck or on the job and, and you really think you might need representation, give Adam and his company a call, 512-280-0800, or go to LowyLawFirm.com. What you'll get there from Adam and his group is a free consultation. Give Adam and his group a call, 512-280-0800. We appreciate him. Let's come back to something that you just mentioned. Discipline, another factor, okay? Four penalties for Texas, 10 for Alabama in this game. 10 and 15 the year before 
Nick Saban had 25 penalties against Texas in two games. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, you, did you did you expect Texas to be the more, quote, disciplined team? No. Nick, Nick Saban. I expect Saban's team to come out with double digit. We watched Saban group last year in Austin and one one of those big takeaways was that defense is scrappy like and not in a bad way but I mean there's some cheating you know it was they're they're dirt they were a little they're a little nasty back there I fully expected double digit penalties from Alabama because they play over aggressive that's just kind of their style Texas only with four for 40 that was huge because last year I can't tell you how many times we had to talk about, man, Texas had 10 penalties, 11 penalties. And in the worst times, the, the timing of them seemed to be terrible. Last night, the discipline was there. The guys knew their, their stuff. And, and and I'm sure there were a few flags that went Texas' way. But I got to be honest with you, I thought the, the referees did a pretty good job getting the calls right. The difference in last night, with Big 12 the last few years, you see a review. You could see it for your eyes what the play is. And the call would go the other way. And you just sit there and you think for two hours, what, what's going on? Last night they, they reviewed stuff and got them right. They got the the fumble return, or not a fumble, the muff by, by Jonathan Brooks, which was heads up play by Jonathan Brooks. To me, that they made the right call. But but Alabama's, I feel like Alabama, this is their style. They're, they're, they're going to get some penalties simply because they play so aggressive, especially at defensive back and in that secondary. Well, I can tell you if, Kool-Aid McKinstry is a uh, All-American, right? Then he he's an All-American at pass interference. I mean, he he tugs at that jersey. I think that the NFL, uh, I know he's expected to go top 10 or whatever uh, in all the mock drafts, but the Alabama corner, he can't have two pass interference pass interference calls in a game, Justin. That that can't happen. Um, all right. Uh, other other things about discipline. No pre-snap penalties for Texas. To my that I remember right now in a hundred thousand people stadium on the road. Think about that. How big has that bugaboo been for the Texas offense pre-snap penalties? The the loss, I, you know what I think this kind of the, the seeds of this were planted was that loss of Fayetteville two years ago. Cause Sark was told, look. These are rivalry games. You can't go into these environments, at, you know, apprehensive. You have to go in with this. Ment- I thought they brought that. And I, I want to say Sark even mentioned that. He's like, look, you know, we learned from the Arkansas game. You got to come in there and you got to, you got to, you got to 
throw your punches. You can't back down. And that's exactly what they did, Bobby. They 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 came in. They weren't intimidated. You were there. Okay. Yep. You were there last year. What was the crowd like at Bryant-Denny compared to, to DKR last year? Um, I, I really felt like uh, Bryant-Denny, that's another thing that I thought was brilliant about Sark's game plan. Um, it was Texas moved the ball, Justin. And so while Alabama was stopping Texas reasonably well, right? I mean, Texas ended the first half with 13 points. The crowd was kind of miffed and not necessarily great in it. Um, and I don't think they ever really got that. It got there. Okay. Um, so DKR, DKR was louder. I, I would say this, though. The thing about uh, this uh, win for Texas isn't so much about Fayetteville or what they did, the loss at, at Stillwater last year. It's You mentioned the seeds were planted. They're starting to grow. And let's talk about something you mentioned to me off air. Okay. okay. And that's that now Anthony Hill, Cedric Baxter, uh, I don't know, Derek Williams, uh, Leonga LaFowle, Jonte Cook, all those guys, freshmen. Okay. All they know is they're going in and winning in, 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 in Tuscaloosa. It's the, that's the first you mentioned that Saban's overall record at night and all this other stuff. Yeah. It's the first double digit win against Nick Saban at home in Tuscaloosa ever. You he, know, as a head coach, he is not lost at home day, day game, night game, whatever. He is not lost until last night by double digits. Texas not only beat him by double digits, they were driving the ball and ran out the clock. Think about that now. That is a that is a full three, I, I'm telling you, all three phases of the game. You can debate uh, maybe uh, special teams uh, because of uh, Burt Auburn's miss. But other than that, I, I almost think that Burt Auburn's miss was a blessing in disguise because it put the onus on the offense to go down and score touchdowns. Yeah, And they scored three touchdowns in the fourth quarter uh, to come back and beat Alabama uh, 34-24 in Tuscaloosa. Uh, I want to add this note. I want to add this note real quick. Yes. Yeah. I, you know, I was, I was speaking to a couple people, you know, close to the program last night after the game. Obviously, everybody happy. Everybody, you know, definitely, definitely in a good mood. But, but one of them made a really good point. He said these freshmen came into Tuscaloosa and they went in and they and they you know obviously with the team the junior seniors and they pull out a win. But he says you have to understand that's how programs get changed, mentalities get changed, because now these freshmen all they know is winning at Texas. They know they weren't there for anything that's happened in the past decade. They weren't. They weren't, and they know they're not responsible for anything that's gone on in the previous ten to twelve years. These guys, all they know now is we're we're really good. Arch, Derek Williams, Jonte Cook, Anthony Hill, Sadir Mitchell. They know, hey, like we went into Bama, we beat Bama, so this is kind of what we do. And let me tell you, that's a shift when your locker room and, and the classes and the foundation start to look at things like, yeah, well, we've done this before. Well, yeah, we went there and did that. You give them confidence and challenges at such an early stage, 
that's when those juniors and when they become juniors and seniors, that's when you make playoff runs. That's when a mentality and a culture that Sark has been tremendously strategic on selecting certain guys to bring in the bring in the house. Let me tell you, and A.D. Mitchell, we talked about this. Adnan Mitchell was not phased by Brian. No, no. Been there, done that, not phased. And so and these freshmen were, were fearless. Anthony Hill doesn't understand anything other than we went to Bama and kicked butt. That is the difference maker in a program. Yes, I, I completely agree. And that's kind of what I was trying to, to, to focus on. Because now we're, we're set up to watch this team change over time. This win, somebody on the live stream last night mentioned the word cathartic. It was cathartic in that the fact that this is a game two years ago, Texas doesn't close out because they were a poor second-half team. Last year, they may lose it. They, Quinn doesn't step up as much as he needs to. They lose it still water. They can't throw the ball, et cetera against a better team in Alabama in year three with Steve Sarkeesian, they went into Tuscaloosa and kicked their butt. They earned that victory. Alabama had the ball in the fourth quarter, prepared to come back and make it a one-score game again. What did Texas do? They got them in a three-and-out with back-to-back sacks by Ethan Burke and Anthony Hill, period. Texas owned this game. You mentioned one. I want to grab you one last thing, recruiting. Because I, you you stayed up late last night, just like I did, doing all the stuff. You talked to a ton and texted with a ton of recruits. Okay, that you know, this is on Texas football and inside Texas. We're not just about the surface level stuff that you that you can see on TV. Tell me about what you're hearing behind the scenes as it relates to recruiting. You don't have to give specific examples unless you have some. But my point is, how big of an impact? Do you think this will be on closing out the 24 class and possibly looking ahead to 25 and 26? And this doesn't include AM circling the drain against Miami and other impacts, LSU with their loss to Florida State last week. What what is what are you hearing behind the scenes with the Longhorns and Steve Sarkeesian right now in recruiting? You know, I, I think you guys, I think Matthew could make fun of me. Because I don't know how many times this 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 offseason I said, if Texas goes into Alabama and wins in a nice way, the recruiting momentum is going to be different than what we're used to over the last decade. Boy, and, and it, it you that's a you can go oh man, that's how you recruit. It's not just building relationships. Obviously, big. It's not schematic fits, culture fits, bonding with family coaches, friends, connections. It's not all just that, even though those are so important. You doing what you did on national television <laughs> in front of millions is how that gets done, okay? And now Texas has some momentum. They really do. They've got, And they had some already. They picked up a, a big-time uh, you know, commitment in Zeno Umiozulu, who told me last Wednesday at a ceremony, he said, you know, Texas is going to beat Alabama. That's all right. <laughs> I said, I'm not going to I'm not going to hold you to it, but I, but but I'm going to remember you said that. And he wanted to remind me last night that he said that, <laughs> um, you know, these guys were just so good. I, I got to talk to half the commits, man. They were in such a good mood and, because they know they felt like, OK, we made the right decision. This just justified why we made this call. 
Colin Simmons last night's game justified why Colin Simmons picked Texas. Like yeah. it was one of those kind of deals. But the right. best part were the ones that weren't committed. The Kobe Blacks, who him and his dad watched every snap. Ryan Wingo and his dad, Mr. Ronnie Wingo, watching every snap. Those guys, because Texas is still in the mix for these five, some of these five stars, Bobby. Last night was huge. Please check out InsideTexas.com. They, they, they sent me a slew of quotes. It's some good stuff to catch up on, and we're going to have even more later today. Absolutely, Justin. That, it is a big day for the Longhorns. Uh, we're going to be here uh, as well as at Inside Texas. I want to say now uh, thank you to, to uh, everybody uh, that has contributed to this. Justin, you've been absolutely fantastic. Uh, at Inside Texas, we have a special going on right now. Use the promo code OTFIT23. Pick the monthly option. It is two months for $1. Two months for, for just $1. You will not get another chance like this. Uh, we're running a special right now. A big win over the Crimson Tide in Tuscaloosa. Uh, Justin Wells, uh, get back at it. I know you got, you're got. you already looking at your phone trying to get down to the next article. I got, I got people texting me, Bobby. I got I got a coach and a, and a parent texting me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I get it, buddy. I get it. Hey, here's the deal. Uh, guys, check back in as often as possible. We've got grades coming out uh, today as well with me and Jerry Hamilton. Uh, then we also have the live stream tonight with Rod Babers, Jerry Hamilton, and myself. Uh, we've got a lot of content going on right now at Inside Texas and on Texas football. And for those of you guys I saw at the tailgate yesterday, as a hell of a time, uh, big Longhorn victory. Uh, Justin Wells, thank you so much for Inside Texas. I'm Bobby Burton. This has been Rapid Reactions.